everyone. Welcome to Thoughts and Tea. I am your host, Lori Lee, and you are listening to Radio Africa 1804. Um, today I have a, a really great topic for us. This is one of the questions that I get asked a lot, um, which is, you know, what's the one thing that I feel made a huge difference in the trajectory of my career? And the real answer is, you know, in my experience, it hasn't just been the one thing. It's been a, um, a combination of, of multiple things, starting with the support from my parents that I've always gotten, um, growing up seeing what hard work and dedication looks like, you know, what it means to be um, dedicated to your job, to show up on time, to do the work to really be invested. Um, and then, of course, my own ambition and my drive, n- not being afraid to to fail, um, never giving up on myself, networking, which is actually something I'm really not great at, that I'm always working to be better at. Um, and being willing to take risks, I think, is super important. But one of the most impactful things for me has been the guidance from the mentors I've had along the way. And now I'm, you know, 15 years into my career. And it's interesting because one of the things that keeps me growing is now being able to return that gift of mentorship, right? Becoming a mentor to others. It's something that helps me grow as a person, um, something that helps me grow as a leader. And... And it's just, it's something that's really fulfilling. So joining me in this discussion is my friend and colleague, Arabella Giles. Um, I'm thrilled to welcome her to Thoughts and Tea. And we've known each other, I guess, for about two years now. So it hasn't been that long, but I'm grateful to have had her, um, to have have had her on my team, to have worked with her, and even more grateful now that our work relationship grew beyond the office, and now I get to call her a friend. So, Arabella, welcome to Thoughts and Tea. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and support you. Awesome. So, I thought we could actually start off. I want you to um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, and then, and then maybe share how how you and I came to meet. Sure, um, Arabella, like Lori mentioned, and I am um, Haitian as well. I'm very proud to be Haitian, <laughs> and I currently work. Uh, well, I started. I met Lori, like you said, about two years ago. I was actually working um, at Google as a something called a TVC, which is a temp vendor contractor and it's a limited contract to have employment and a mentor of mine actually who was part of my agency he had recruited me to be part of another team which was a great program i really enjoyed working with the team it was it was a tech academy for underrepresented youth for black and latino students in high school and although i loved it i knew i wanted to do more and I spoke to him about it, and he said, I think I have the perfect role for you. I think you need to meet this person. And I didn't know who Lori was. Although we worked in the same building, we had never crossed paths before. 
Um, she traveled a lot, actually. And when I tried to meet with her, she's actually in Dublin. And I was trying to get in contact with her. And finally, our um, calendars had synced up. And I was so embarrassed because it was my birthday weekend that weekend. And I had no voice. And I was like, how am I going to go to this interview and speak to her in this professional manner? Because I've been, you know, <laughs> turning up all weekend. And I didn't, I didn't have a voice. And we met. And she told me about the position. I told her about myself. And... I just thought it was like the best fit for what I wanted to do and what she was looking for. And I don't know how we started talking. I actually apologized for my voice and said, hey, it's my, it was my birthday this weekend. I'm so sorry. I can't speak. And she's like, oh, I love birthdays. And then we started talking about that. And I found out that she was an event planner and I had been an event planner as well. And that's really how we connected. And then I started working for her and now we fostered this great friendship. Yeah, it was so interesting. The timing was so perfect. Um, a with me having that opening, but I, I was only a few months into my role actually when I had this opening and the idea of having to like go through the process and try to find someone and it can be so hard. And, you know, I was obviously new. So trying to make a really great impression, trying to have, um, a really great team that's supportive that will help me, you know, reach the goals we needed to reach. And I had put out, you know, that, that I was looking for someone. So the job description was out there. Um, but I think because the, the person that I lost might have been at your same agency, which is why you, um, the person you were mentioning knew that there was an opening. So it was kind of quick. Like, I think maybe the job description had only been out for like a day or two by the time you reached out to me. And... Um, you know, you have to do your due diligence and still interview several people, but I really felt like you were the best person for the job. You know, I felt like you had all the qualifications, you were, you know, you seemed excited about it. So it was kind of a no brainer for me, but you know, we had to go through the process. Um, but the funniest thing, and, and I really want to share this with everyone, is so I did not know Arabella was Haitian, and she had no idea I was Haitian. It just never came up in our initial conversations. And when right. we first started working together, it didn't really come up right away either. So I'm trying to remember how, I feel like we actually had clients um, yeah, that we were entertaining, clients. right? And one of them, yes, they were from France, They're um, and... I don't, I'm not going to say the kind of thing, but they were really, really nice. And he mentioned something and he was talking to his friend in French and I understood him. And he said, how do you know what I said? I said, I'm Haitian. And he was like, I have a lot of Haitian friends in um, Paris. And I was like, really? And he was like, do you speak Creole? And I was like, yes, every self-respecting Haitian speaks Creole. <laughs> and, and, and you turn around and you're like, you're Haitian? And I was like, yeah, I'm Haitian. And then like, we spoke in Creole like, really quickly. And then he was like, you guys didn't know you guys were Haitian? And I was like, no, look at you, all the way from France, bringing Haitians together in New York. So like, I kind of like make a joke out of it. And that's how we ended up knowing. That was the first part of like kind of, how, how do I even say this? Like, just how our paths connected, mm -hmm. um, finding that that we were Haitian. And then later, I'll let you tell the story. But later on, like, like oh, my God. Okay, this was, I was meant to meet you at some point. In my life. At some point, right? It was so yeah. clear. So I think you yeah. should actually tell the story because you're the one who found out. I just remember we had a meeting scheduled. And, yeah. um, you know, I got, I walked into the conference room, getting ready to start this meeting. And then you hit me with all this information. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll tell the details. You know, I'm we're first generation Americans, so my mom had went to a um, class reunion or a school reunion that weekend, and when I wasn't there, I, my sister took her, and when I came home, she was like, "Your boss." is my friend's daughter. And I was like, no, she's not. Because I didn't, I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, no, Flawless, that's, um, her daughter's name is Lori, right? I was like, how in the world did you even connect the two? And apparently your mom and my mom were talking about, you know, their kids and catching up because they hadn't seen each other in years. So when they were like connecting, I don't know how it came up about where we worked, but your mom said that um, you worked at Google. And then my, my mom goes, oh, my daughter works at Google. And she's like, oh, what's your daughter's name? She's like, Lori Como. And I was like, wait. And your mom says, wait, your daughter is Arabella? And that's how it ended up being there. So from then, we found out that my grandfather was friends with your dad. My mom actually knew your dad working um, at another uh, place. My dad's cousins know your mom. And it was just like a big, like, I don't even know how to explain it. But I remember coming home, I was like, well, I don't want to call her on a Saturday. Like, because we were recently working together. It was, it was only a few months. Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, text her because that's where emergencies could work. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> text her and say that, oh, my God, we're like, you know, how Haitians are. I say, oh, my God, that's my cousin. Um, so <laughs> I didn't want to do that. So I waited for our one-to-one. And then I just, like, hit you with that. I was like, um, so your mom knows my grandfather, who knows my great-aunt, who knows. And she was like, what? And then we kind of put all the dots together. And you called your mom. And your mom confirmed everything. I was like, yes, I know Edmund. And that's how everything kind of um, came around. Damn. But our personalities were so in sync anyway. I mean, we would have, I think we would have been friends anyway. But, like, that really, like, solidified, like, oh, so you know what I've been through as a Haitian black woman first generation kind of going through like life and we just really connected that way and that would be me so appreciative of working for you that was one of the things like you you know our especially I think working in tech it's it's not very often that I get to meet somebody who is Haitian and you know will understand kind of um, the, the things that it takes to get here. So I think definitely we related right away on that. But it was just so amazing. I mean, I think our my my dad and your mom worked in the same building for years. Mm-hmm. You know, your <laughs> I don't know if it's I think it was your uncle or your your grandfather was like clients of my mom. I mean, it's just yeah. there were so many different ways we were already connected, and we had no idea. My great aunt, my yeah. great aunts, my dad's aunts were also clients of your mom. Your mom's business was across the street from their building on Franklin Avenue in Brooklyn. Exactly. <laughs> It's so crazy. I was like, I probably saw you visiting my my grandfather <laughs> one day, and you know, and we just didn't know we'd meet up and end up working with each other years later. Yeah, it's a but small I mean, world. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, very small world. Definitely, even smaller Haitian community. Exactly. Yeah. So, in in talking about mentorship, I was like just preparing my thoughts and thinking about the mentors that I've had along the way. And I feel like you're probably going to feel the same way. But ultimately, I think my parents were my first mentors, right? Like, before you even get into the world, that's the example that you have. And I've got, um, 
my dad on one side who is so just disciplined, right? Like he's an extremely disciplined person, wakes up at the same time, has his routine, gets to work at a certain time, um, very, very committed to his work. And so that's just something I've always seen. And then I combine that with um, my mom, who is just someone with a huge entrepreneurial spirit, right? In addition to her business interlink, she's got now this radio station. She's always getting into new things, you know, always trying new business ventures. That's just something that is a huge part of who she is. And so I grew up seeing that. So that's that's just in me. And I think there's a lot that you just gain from watching your parents. Do you feel like you have a similar experience? Um, yes. I definitely feel that in the sense that my dad and your dad would probably come from the same call. Um, my father is has his routine and I, and so does my mom, but growing up, you know, it's just that it's my it's me and my sister, it's the two of us, and my parents instilled in us that education was number one. And obviously treating people well was something that was very important as well. But always like not forgetting where you came from, you know, being responsible. Um, but you got to do well. You can have fun, but you definitely got to do well in school. So looking to my parents, like now that I'm older, you know, at the time I didn't want to do homework and I wanted <laughs> to watch TV. And, you know, I couldn't talk on the phone during the week. Like, you know, my parents were very like they weren't super strict to the sense like I felt stifled because I'm a very creative person so they let me you know have that energy but you know it's just growing up I think as you know from immigrant parents I think we have like a different mindset of how we're not here to waste time yeah. if that makes sense and my parents have always been my biggest supporters and and my biggest critics, but not in a way that, you know, they talk down to me, but like really like constructive criticism to make me be better. So, and instilling that in me and instilling that in my sister, you know, we definitely um, made sure that we did well in school, that we went to college, that we went to grad school. And because of them, I never thought I wanted to go to grad school. It was just like, oh, let me get through college because that's what they wanted. And then I'll just be an adult because I'm but once I got to be an adult and then bills hit, I was like, well, this is not what I was looking for. <laughs> um, but, you know, my parents really pushed me to go to school and, and my, my sister to law school. And my greatest achievement is being able to say that I graduated um, grad school um, and I went to NYU and that was my dream school. So well, then my parents pushed me to and I was like, don't get I'm only going to apply to that school. And my parents really encouraged me to do it. I said, but if I'm not accepted, I'm not going to any other schools. But I ended up getting accepted. And I was able to graduate on a Friday. And my sister graduated that Monday. Oh, the same amazing. weekend. Yeah. Or vice Actually, my, I'm sorry. My sister graduated Friday. I graduated that Monday. And just to see my parents' face. And, like, they were so excited. And they were more excited than my sister and I, <laughs> like, you know, like my mom was like, Oh, how about if you graduate the same time? And we don't know where to go. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, one parent has to go to this and one parent has to go to that. But it, it worked out. And I think my biggest accomplishment in life is really make, knowing that I've made my parents proud of me. 
Yeah, that's actually the biggest thing for me. I, I always say that. Like, people ask what motivates me, and it really is making my parents proud. So I think you touched on it. You know, when you're the child of immigrant parents, you know it is so clear the amount of sacrifice that they have made to get you right. here. And so there's a different level of, um, not to say pressure, but just there's, for me anyway, there was like, it was just really important. It was a, a, a weight on me that I was proud to carry. I just wanted mm -hmm. to make them feel like their efforts were worthwhile. Right. I agree. 100% on that. I agree. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, what do you think are the biggest lessons that you got from your parents that you were able to apply to your career? So my dad is a very honest person and I am not a fake it till you make it type of person. You know, if I make a mistake, I own it right away and I correct it right away. Um, and I, Definitely feel like I got that, not, not that my mom's not honest, but you know what I mean? I definitely got that from my father to make sure that I take ownership of my responsibilities and ownership of my mistakes and correct them. Mm -hmm. um, definitely from my mom, just to really accept myself. Um, I, and that, in the spaces that I've been in, and I'm sure you have have had this situation as well, I've usually been the only black person. Um, and sometimes I would feel uncomfortable about that because I didn't want to have like anyone think I thought I was better than them or, you know, I felt insecure about like I wouldn't raise my hand. Like I would feel like I had to dumb myself down because I wanted to be accepted so much. Mm -hmm. And my mom taught me, no, if you sit in the front, <laughs> if you know the answer, answer, you know, what what you have and what you know God has blessed you with and how they have raised me is a blessing. I accept it. And my mom taught me that, like to really accept myself and not let anyone get in my way of being happy for who I am. And that means from my bad faults and my good ones, it's just, just I'm Arabella. I am who I am. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Someone else will. Yeah. That's you huge. Know? That is huge. Yeah. I think for me, um, my, my dad, like I said earlier, I think the biggest thing from watching him is just to be really disciplined, um, mm -hmm. to never give someone the opportunity to say, I didn't do something I was supposed to do. Um, that I think has been really, really big for me. And from my mom, I think the biggest thing has been she just always, she never thought or never forced me to follow a specific path, right? She always kind of encouraged me to do what felt right for me. And if that happened to be different from everyone else, then so be it. So I wasn't, I think I wanted to be a lawyer when I was like, when I was much younger. Um, but I, I wasn't like a kid who looked at those kind of, you know, like a doctor or a nurse, you know, or engineer, like those big jobs that, you know, everybody, everybody's parents wants them to be. That was never really me. I was into fashion. I was into events. 
Um, and, and my mom put, she put money into whatever my ideas were, whatever it was I wanted to try. So that really made me feel like I don't need to do a job, um, that doesn't feel right to me. I can really take the time to figure out what I enjoy doing and then translate that into the, to my career. So that's definitely one of the, the biggest things I've gotten from my mom. That's amazing. That level of support just really feels so good. When you wake up and know that your parents support you like that. Yeah, it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we when we talk about a mentor, um, the official definition, right, is an experienced and trusted advisor. And a mentorship is a relationship with a more experienced person or more knowledgeable person helping to guide a less experienced or less knowledgeable person, right? doesn't matter if they're older, younger, none of that matters. It's just the level of experience and knowledge that this person has and is willing to, you know, to share with somebody who who's not quite there yet. So when I think about that, you know, for, and, and trying to figure out how how I manage to build those relationships with the mentors that I've had along the way. And I think it's because you, you pick up on something, like you pick up that this person somehow wants to be an ally, right? Like it's someone who notices you, um, notices your work, your drive, maybe um, sees your potential and not only shows interest in you, but more than that, they show interest in getting you to where you want to go, right? Is that how you would describe a mentor? I, when I was younger, I didn't see the importance of a mentor, but um, by the time I got to college, it definitely propelled me to where I am today because of the mentors I've had along the way. Yeah, they, they really make a big difference if you have a great one, right? Like I've had, um, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've had people meet me and they say like, oh, I like you or, and I want to take you under my wing. I want to help you. But something about it isn't genuine. And, and then it's up to us to see that, right? Because sometimes a person can be intimidated or feel threatened by all that potential they see in you, right? So their offer to mentor is really more of a way for them to keep a close eye on you and kind of guide you to stay at a level that they're comfortable with, right? So there are definitely signs uh, that you should stay away from, right? Like you have to know what to look for in a mentor. Have you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, as you said that, I definitely thought of someone that, um, quote unquote was trying to mentor me and definitely got that energy and just cut that relationship off um, like I said I was a contractor for a very long time within tech before I got offered um, a full back a full time role and there were some people along the way that I'm sorry there were some people along the way that I met that were great um, and there were some people who said, oh, you know, I'll help you. And I volunteered a lot. And, you know, what I always was like meeting new people and, you know, making sure that I um, that I was building and fostering relationships. And it just this person I found out later was just more concerned about who I was meeting 
And through me, they wanted to meet those people mm. and not really wanted to get to know me or get to help me. And then when the opportunity came and I actually went to this person, um, you know, to ask them for some help to like a referral, they was like, oh, I, you know, all these people, like, I thought you would have got a referral from someone else. And I remember that crushed me. Yeah. And I just, you know, kept my distance. I would see them and, you know, they're no longer with the company now. So, you know, life happens. But it that can't deter you, though, from your from your goal. You know, there are going to be people along the way that are not going to be supportive. But that just made me personally stronger. It made me more determined. Yeah, it can definitely be disheartening, right? Like if you are um, really ambitious and, and you're working hard and you're trying to to get somewhere and all of a sudden someone starts, you know, asking you questions or showing an interest in you. And then you think like, okay, this is going to be great. Like this person has so much more experience and they know so many people and they're seeing, you know, what I'm doing. And then you kind of find out halfway that, you know, what you thought the relationship was is, is, is really not the case. But like you said, you have to just kind of take that on the chin. I um, always, always, always advise people to keep their eyes open in corporate America. That's just that's just the reality. Um, not everyone is going to have your best interest at heart. A lot of people are focused on themselves only, which would be okay. But it's unfortunate that that um, is usually combined with this idea that in order for them to succeed, they've got to keep other people down, right? Like that there's not room for everybody. And so those situations happen. And I think, if anything, I'm grateful for those moments that I've had because they've really, really allowed me to like fine tune my antennas, right? So I can, the, the, my BS meter is so, so on point now. It's very easy for me to tell like, okay, this person's really not trying to help me. They're trying to do X, Y, Z. So as, um, you know, disheartening as those moments were, I, I still learned from them. So I, I can be grateful for that. I think the worst part for me is when it's done by another Black person. Um, it's kind of expected. I don't want to say expected, but you have to, in the field that we're in, there is so many others that are in really high roles and it's just it's just not that many you know african-american black latino uh, people of color and when you look to find a mentor or you get involved with someone who is someone you think you can relate to and they're not there to help you you know so you sometimes you just have to look at at allies you have to go beyond your comfort zone and look for other people who can definitely guide you in the right direction. I've been lucky. I've had a lot of great black managers, but a lot of my other managers have well, as well has helped me through the process. But that's not always the case. Like you said, in corporate America, it, you have to have your antennas up because it, it's, it's a little cutthroat. It's not always bad, obviously, but sometimes when it gets bad, it gets bad. And you have to really be on top of it to make sure that you know, you're thinking of yourself and it's okay to be a little selfish and think about your own career. Yeah. And I think you just touched on something I wanted to go a little deeper into, right? Like I think, um, people always assume that 
a mentor has to look like you, right? Or they have to have the same experience as you. And and that hasn't been the case for me, right? Like I think about my first mentor, um, his name was William Bertrand and he was from Nebraska and he was as white as they can be. <laughs> and I, um, it was my first job in hospitality um, and I was, I was working for him. I was, I was a coordinator and I had three um, managers that I, or two managers I was reporting to and one director. And, um, you know, everybody was great. Everybody seemed nice and I worked really hard, um, you know, tried to make sure my work wasn't something that they would ever have to question or doubt that it would be done on time. I wanted to be someone that was really reliable. And within a couple months, I found that our one-on-ones were becoming a lot more about what I want to do with my future, right? Like we would spend maybe 20 minutes going over um, a couple of tasks that I had to go through for him or maybe some projects that I was working on, or he would tell me about some deals he had coming that he might need my support on. And then we would move on to, you know, me, and he gave me the space to to talk about me, what I thought I wanted from hospitality, that I really wanted to get into events more specifically and managing events. I didn't so much want to be on the sales side at that time. Um, and he just started, you know, supporting me, right? Like, so it wasn't... It, it wasn't a situation where I asked him for help or he immediately just said to me, Lori, you seem to have a lot of potential. I want to help you. It kind of happened on its own just through storytelling, right? Like me talking about my parents, talking about what I wanted to do, him telling me about his experience, how he got to be where he was. And it all of a sudden turned into this, this mentorship, right? And beyond... I, I knew it was right because beyond my career, he also started mentoring me when it came to my finances, right? This was my first time living on my own. I had bills to pay. I had rent to pay. I had a car. I had a car note I had to pay every month and insurance. And all of this was new to me at that time. And he started like really getting on my case about whether or not I was taking advantage of all of the benefits Marriott had, especially when it came to my 401k. He started teaching me like how to, to move the money around, how to make sure I was getting the most out of my match, the company match at the time. And so that to me was like, this is, this is someone showing me that they really want to help move me forward right? Like it's not just about me being his coordinator right now and him wanting to make sure, you know, I do all his contracts and I do all his proposals. He was really interested in my future. And this man looked nothing like me. We had nothing in common, Um, nothing at all. And he would, you know, I would like try to teach him about all of the things he was saying that were wrong. (laughs) He didn't have, um, he didn't have a very inclusive um, language, but he was, you know, he, he meant well. He really, really meant well. And um, he was just, you know, it, it became clear to me that he just really, really wanted to help me. So I say all of that to say that sometimes, you know, you get the help and support you need from a place where you least expect it. 
So you really don't have to search for someone that looks exactly like you, right? Like it, sometimes it can come from the strangest place, but it's the best help that you need at that time. In, in my experience, um, it was a little bit different. I was in college and I, the director of student development who happens to be a black woman told me about a organization called 100 Black Women. It's a new, there was a New York chapter that was hosting a week-long mentorship program. And my mentor happened to be, because at the time I was thinking about getting into marketing, I was an English major, and it happened to be this woman named Madeline Moore, who was the most fabulous woman I had ever met at my age of like 19. I mean, she was like Diane Carroll when I used to watch Dynasty with my mom and my grandmother. And she was just like a huge, huge personality. And I was just talking to her about what I wanted to do, and I didn't feel motivated by being an English major, and I and she said, well, what do you like to do? And I said, I like to plan events, but I can't tell my family I want to plan parties. And she said, no, there are other things you can do besides <laughs> plan parties. And she said, you can go into television or, you know, radio or media entertainment. So she actually had me meet with um, Janice Huff, another meteorologist on Channel 4. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha, like I am. And, um... I just spoke to her and had a great conversation. And after that, I not only became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and that's who our future vice president, hopefully, Kamala Harris, will be. Hopefully. Um, Fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Vote, people, vote. Um, But because of her, if I, I, I really feel like if I didn't have that conversation then, maybe I wouldn't be working at Google now. But it definitely just, like, changed the trajectory of my life. Because I forgot you, too, also worked in hotels. I went to school for hospitality management. Um, And it just put me in the direction just from that brief one-week mentorship program. And in hindsight, I should have really fostered that relationship. But um, she put me on the path to really figure out what I wanted to do and not what I thought was the best sounding thing like oh I'm a teacher yeah you know she really made me focus and you know double down on the fact that I wanted to go in marketing I wanted to do corporate events and because of that I got so many opportunities and I mean I'm very very happy with how at the time when I was going through the setbacks I didn't see it that way but I'm happy that I went through everything I went through to get me to where I am today Yeah, well, sometimes we don't understand why it's all happening the way it is, right? Like, if you don't see the ending and you're just stuck in that moment, you can, like you said, it can be frustrating. You may not understand why things aren't working out exactly how you thought they should be. And then, you know, fast forward a few years later and it all makes sense. Exactly. I didn't know. And even when you and I met, I did not know that two years later... I would be in my dream position. And you uh, have definitely, definitely been a mentor to me. And that's why I was so happy to be with you on this topic. Because if it weren't for you and giving me the opportunities um, that you gave me and really had me, um, you know, really in front of clients and really making sure that I was like, working on my presentation skills and how I was dealing with budgets and how I was managing contracts, I wouldn't know 
how to do what I'm doing today. So you gave great opportunities to me. And because of what you did for me, I'm so focused on paying, paying that forward. So I appreciate you. And I, I want everyone to know how much I appreciate you and what your mentorship has, has done for me. It's been such, such a great opportunity to, you know, know you get to know you and continue, um, you know, this path with you and mentorship is really, really important. I really encourage everyone to really find at least one person you feel that you can trust because that's a big thing about mentorship really trusting someone and sharing and being transparent and feeling that support because like we said before you have to you know have your antennas up but when you get that right mentor the really the doors open up for you well thank you for saying that i really appreciate it i it's it's so important to me i think to I, I want to be one of those black women that other black women say she was so helpful and she was so supportive, right? I think a lot of us run into those moments that are not like that, and it is unfortunate. But I do think more often than not, especially like our generation, I'm seeing things different, right? Like I think that people want to support each other. They want to help each other. Um, and it just makes sense. Like it wouldn't be right for me to have gotten the support that I got from different people along the way and to not now turn around and offer that to someone else. I think that's that's super, super important. I agree as well. Everything now with like Black Girl Magic and, you know, projects even at our job called Hey Sis where we're like really lifting up other Black women, I think it's, it's great. Um, we're in a very niche type of situation where we're kind of have a microscope on us at work because there's so few of us but the fact that we have that community that really helps build us is is great because it forces us or at least compels us to want to help someone else i mean the right person obviously has to have it has to have it in their heart but definitely encourages you to like you know help the next woman that's looking for a role or just needs an introduction i mean it's hard to you know you can't really just it's so complicated to get jobs now, but the fact that you can at least make an introduction, it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. You know, just to say, hey, I want you to meet this person. Like, how many times have I been in, like, a random meeting? I'm like, I just spoke to someone. I think we should meet them. Well, first, <laughs> let, you, let like, me be very clear. You, like, I, I said in the beginning that networking is not my thing, right? It's something that I actually have to work at. Like, if I, if I know I'm going to a networking event, I have to prep myself to work the room because it's just not something I enjoy. I'm more the person that will find one person in a room of a hundred and make like a real genuine connection and end up talking to that one person for the rest of rest of the night. Right. That's, that's more my style. Um, but Arabella, you are so good at just networking with people. It's so amazing to me. I mean, I, a lot of the people that I have connected with at, at our company now, you have introduced me to, right? So that's something I want to point out. Like when you're thinking of being a mentor to someone, it's really not a one-way street. There is truly, truly a lot to learn from each other. And while I may have, you know, supported you and, and helped you find the thing that that fits for you and, and reminded you not to give up on yourself and to keep pushing, you really taught me the importance of connecting with people, 
Because it's just, it, it's something that does not come naturally to me. She would always come into our office and be like, oh, Lori, so I met such and such person yesterday, and I really think that you should meet them. And she was putting all these meetings on my calendar, and I'm like, I don't want to meet new people. <laughs> like, why is she adding all these meetings on my calendar? And then I would have a conversation with the person, and something great would come out of it. Right? So that is really, really something that you are strong at. Because it's not just about connecting with someone. It's about um, making that person interested, right? Because you could have a meeting with someone and they don't really want to have anything to do with you. But you would have a way to connect with them so well that you could then say, oh, by the way, there's someone I really want you to meet. And then all of a sudden now that person is interested in meeting with me, right? Just because of the interaction they've had with you. So that's something you're really, really strong at. And I've always told you that. Thank you, thank you. And you know what's crazy? When I was young, I was so shy. Like, I didn't want to talk to anyone. And I think in my real life, I'm like, I say real life because, like, when I'm home, I'm really more introverted. Like, I'm a homebody. But when I'm at work or because I maybe, I don't know, something kind of switched off in my head that I need to get to know people because you never know who knows someone who knows someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I have these meetings, it was so funny. I would have a meeting with someone, and then right before the call, I'm like, I think you need to meet my manager. They're like, does your manager know about this call? Yeah, she knows. Um, I'm just going to, like, talk <laughs> to and, and I'm just going to have you guys talk about whatever, you know, she needs to talk about. And then they'll they'll ping me and be like, oh, she was great. Lori was so nice. Thanks for the connection. I'm like, sure. Like, I'm always thinking about okay, because you would travel a lot, you know, you had set meetings up, and I did put a lot of meetings on your calendar, but <laughs> I knew that these were people that you should meet, because although we were in the same building, we were, you know, working out the same office, and at one point, we were actually on different floors, that our circles were a little different, so I needed to make sure that you connected with the people that were connected to the people that you needed. It's like a connect the dots, you know, six degrees of separation. Exactly. Yeah, and I just kind of felt like, I know sometimes I really did feel like I was forcing people on you. I was like, no, she doesn't mind. (laughs) You're just going to have her ping me. I'm like, no, 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 I'll set it up. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yo, Lori, so Tuesday, you have this call. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that I, I was so happy to do it. And I'm happy that you never said no. You always took the call. Yeah. Um, and, you know, got to meet people. And I hope that through the, your experience now um, at work that you be able to build these connections with people. And now you know the same people that I know. So it's great. Yes. No, it really was great because I it's not something that especially because I was so new and um I was still trying to, like you said, I was traveling a lot. I was still trying to prove myself and my role. Um, I wasn't really seeking out those connections, right? Um, and so you you kind of making a point to force me to make that time was what I needed. And that's what I mean by like mentorship being a two-way street, right? Like it's it's not that you go into it saying, okay, I will only mentor this person if I get X, Y, Z out of it. I definitely think that's the wrong approach and probably not the kind of mentor you want to have. But if someone can go into it really truly wanting to help you and support you and then find themselves gaining all of this extra stuff that they didn't expect, that's that, that's, that's that ideal relationship that you want to have. I agree. And mentors are like the most unexpected thing 
Like, we had a team member that just came into where we were working, and we're like, oh, okay, cool. And now he's become a big mentor to me. I work with him, and I just love working with him. And, you know, he's become a mentor to you as well. So it's the most unexpected places that you, it doesn't have to be at work. It could be anywhere that you meet someone, and then you get that connection. And it doesn't have to be a work mentor. It could just be like a life mentor or a life coach or someone that kind of guides you because you don't know everything, you know, I don't know everything. Exactly. A lot of people, you know, need to have some sort of guidance. Maybe you're not going to listen to every single word the person says, but it's okay to listen to advice and kind of, you know, gauge where you want to go next. And you, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to figure out everything right away. But if you have, like, if you build, like, that team, that's really your team. Like, I have my team, Arabella. I have, you know, you have your team, Lori, and we're on each other's teams now. You know you're going to be good. To this day... I still send you emails like, Lori, is this right? Should I send this? Like, so I, what do you think about if I send this? Like, does this sound okay? Like, does this sound, you know, professional enough? Because um, sometimes I just, like, I'm too honest. Um, so I still, you know, look to Lori for guidance on stuff. And that's now I can do it with work and out of work, you know? Yeah, and that's important, right? Like, it, Like I said earlier, when you're looking for... A mentor um, on top of the obvious, right? Somebody who has experience or maybe some knowledge in some areas that you don't, you really do want it to be someone who is interested in you, who is empathetic, who shows compassion, somebody who um, wants to see you grow, even if that means one day surpassing them. And if it's a good relationship, it always spills over into the personal. We have this awesome mentorship program um, in our company that I joined, I think in like my first six months, and I got paired with a woman who was amazing. And she had a ton of experience and had been at the company for a really long time. Um, and so really well connected. And she too, like you, Arabella, was putting meetings on my calendar, <laughs> um, forcing, forcing me to chat with people and get to know people and have different types of conversations because I knew I wanted to make a shift in my career um, or a pivot, really. And I needed just some help in, in trying to make that happen. So she was really, really invested. But then it grew to the personal, right? She started asking me, Similar to to what I said about Bill, um, you know, all those years ago, she was like, are you taking advantage of all of the benefits that we have? You know, there are um, our, our 401k benefits are important. These are the different things that you can do with your um, with your stocks. Right. These are the different things that you can do. Um, with your fertility benefits. Like there were just so many different things that she exposed me to that had absolutely nothing to do with my job because she showed this interest in me as a person, right? Like in me reaching my goals personally and professionally. And I think that's what you really want when you're looking for a mentor, right? It's not just about somebody who um, is somewhat well-connected and can help you get that promotion. That's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who wants to see you get to where you want to go, right? It has absolutely nothing to do with them. It will not impact them in any kind of way, but for whatever reason, they become invested and they want, they want to be a part of that journey. I totally agree. And you have to 
um, really think about sometimes what your goal is as well before, because you can ask someone to be your mentor. Sometimes it's just not, you know, an organic relationship, like how we ended up, you know, being Mm -hmm. um, friends. But you can definitely, I'm a big proponent of just asking for what you want. The worst they can say is no. And if you, if they said no, you didn't have it in the first place. So what are you really losing? So you, I have definitely reached out to people or have asked people to connect me with someone that I know has some information that I may need or just want to get to know them for because I find their path interesting. So I encourage everyone to like, even after listening to this, just think of, it's a little bit difficult now actually with working from home for some people. Yeah. But I try to still um, connect with people. Um, Excuse me. I have a call that I, I met someone through someone else and she had just started at the company and she was there maybe like three months and she was in DC. So right when she started, we ended up having to go work from home for COVID and someone connected me to her and she was like, I don't know anyone. And you know, someone said, I should speak. So I was like, sure. I said, how about this? I'll add a monthly black girl magic sync to your calendar and we'll invite one person a new person every month. So Lori, look out for that calendar. Invite, invite, invite. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely coming. Um, and since then, like she's met other people. She has, you know, questions that I can't answer. Cause I don't really, sometimes I don't know. Like I said, I don't know everything, but I've been able to connect her and have other people connect with her as well. And although we're working from home and she actually never sat a real, even week in the office, um, she still feels like she's connected to her coworkers, which is great that even from home, you can still do that. Yeah. I think something you said is really important, right? Like you have to ask for what you want. And I, I can't remember where I got this from, but someone along the way, um, we were talking about mentorship had said to me that you should never ask someone to be your mentor. You should let your mentor come to you. And I thought, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, why would I see that there's a lot of potential here, that this person could really help me, and then just choose not to say anything and cross my fingers and hope they come to me and say, hey, you need some guidance? Like, that's not going to work, right? Like, yeah. if someone is showing you that they are supportive of you, you have to take that opportunity to take it a step further, right? Like, you can't just... Because no one's, if someone is showing you that level of interest, it's probably because they might already be interested in mentoring you. They're obviously already interested in your life for whatever reason. So why not solidify that and say, hey, there are some things I'm really trying to do um, and I don't always know how to do them. And I could really, really benefit from having someone like you to bounce ideas off of. Right. Like it doesn't have to be this formal thing that's like, hello, uh, I would like for you to be my mentor. It, you know, it doesn't necessarily work that way. But just, hey, could, 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 would you mind being someone that I reach out to whenever I have a question or, you know, maybe we grab a cup of coffee pre-COVID and, you know, talk about a few ideas, brainstorm some things. And then and then it just develops into this thing. But you have to take the first step. I really do think that unless you're entering a mentorship program like the one I just mentioned I entered or the one you did that was like a week-long program, that's something different. But if it's a relationship you're trying to build, I really do think it's on the mentee 
to, to, to initiate. I agree. I think that's a great um, way to start the relationship. I actually became, I've heard of that mentorship program through you and I became part of the, the past cohort, actually this current cohort, I should say. And I have had a great mentor as well. And when I originally had him, two weeks later, he left the company. He was leaving the company. Oh, no. And he said, I, yeah, I was so sad. He was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Why? And he was just like, you know what? I can't help you, but I know someone else. I think that'd be great to talk to you about what you, what kind of concerns you have. And she, my new mentor has been amazing. And, you know, not everyone may have the opportunity to get to these type of programs, but you really can just create your own people. No real relationships would be a, a quid pro quo type of, you know, what do for me, I do for you. That's you should, right. that's never going to work. I mean, let's just like, you know, you're going to the, like, the bank, and that's the relationship you have with a teller. Like, I'll give you my money, you give me back my receipt. There's no way that that's going to be a genuine relationship where someone's going to really be vested in your success. It has to be, like, just like you said, like, hey, I see what you're doing. I think it's great, and I would love to get some advice on how I can manage my career or my path and would love to get some insight. I don't think you need to really go further than that. And if the person really wants to help you, they'll help you. And if they don't have the bandwidth, most of the time they will refer you to someone else. Yeah. It's really important. And I think too, we're, we're coming up on our hour, but I also wanted to mention um, that there are some things that the mentee is responsible for, right? Don't just initiate this relationship and then sit back and see what happens. You need to go into these interactions always with your questions ready, always with the ideas you want to go over. You know, your mentor will have things they want to discuss with you too, but I always find I'm so much more engaged when I feel like this person walked away from our last conversation, thought about it, um, implemented some things, tried some other things, you know, realized that that would not work for them, and now they're coming back ready to talk about it some more. You never want to go into each conversation like, so, what'd you do this weekend? You know, like, it needs to be, like, I value your time, and I know you're busy, and I so appreciate that you are giving me this half hour, this hour, and I want to make the most of it. When you approach it that way, your mentor really feels like, okay, this not only is this amazing and fulfilling for me, but it's actually working. It's working for this person. They're thinking, they're trying new things, they're problem solving, and it just makes you want to do more, right? So you have to you have to give a lot to the relationship in order to get a lot from it. I agree. And it's something as simple as putting a short agenda together. Yeah. Like even in our meetings, um, initially they were just about work. But I would put, you know, time on our agenda, uh, Lori, goals. Like, hold well, can I talk to you about my goals mm -hmm. for, like, 10 minutes of this meeting? Or, you know, I'm interested in this. What do you think about this? And like you said, it really shows your mentor that you're valuing their time. And you need to take notes. Like, you don't want to have a type of uh, relationship with a mentor where they feel that you're not taking it seriously because that's just not going to work. Just really show them that you're taking this as serious as possible because this is your future. This is the advice that you need to make better decisions. So I, I would advise definitely have like a short little agenda. Just something doesn't have to be super 
you know, um, detailed out, but just like the kind of points you want to talk about and take notes. And the next time you meet with them, say, hey, remember when you said X, Y, Z? Well, I did it. And this was the outcome. And thank you so much. Or it didn't work for me, but I was thinking about doing something else. What do you think? And I think that would really help. Yeah, I definitely think that helped. And you know, I love an agenda. Like, is there? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. I yeah. hate to go into a meeting and you just don't know what anybody wants to talk about. And so you're sitting there wasting time. It's so, 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 so great when, even if you veer off of it, right? It's not like you have to stick to the agenda, but to go into it knowing that the person put time and thought into how they wanted to use this time with you, um, it's, it just makes all the difference. I, I do it with the mentors that I meet with, right? Like I'm, I try to practice what I preach. I sometimes will learn from a mentor. They'll tell me, you know, this is how you should execute something or this is how you should lay this out. It would make it so much easier. And then I'll take that and I'll apply it to someone that I'm mentoring. So as long as you're all that information and all that guidance that you're getting, you have, you just have to share it and it feels good to share it. It really does. I am so grateful um, for all the opportunities I had because one, I fostered it, and two, I respected the other person's time, and they saw that. And that's a big thing that we touched on as well, like really respecting your mentor because now, before it was just meetings during the day, but now we have meetings during the day, we have things going on at home. You know, time is really precious. Yeah. Um, And... You know, not everyone can dedicate 30 minutes, you know, once a week. You might have to meet bi-weekly or monthly, but show that person that that 30 minutes that they're giving you is so important to you. Yeah, it makes all the difference. And I've personally, I've seen it help me with um, getting promotions, getting new jobs, learning how to negotiate for myself, negotiate my contracts, you know. Um, never accepting the first offer, which when I first started, it's like, okay, I got a job offer. This is what they said they're going to pay me. I'm just going to take it. Now I never accept the first offer, right? Like I know that this is this is my worth. This is where I see myself at. And I may not get everything I'm going to ask for, but I'm definitely going to ask for it. And I'm going to fight for it. And that's something that I learned from a mentor. So it's it's really... It makes, it makes a real difference, right? Because we don't know everything. And I have no problem saying that I don't know everything, not even close to it. And so there's so much to benefit from learning from somebody who's been through some things that I haven't seen yet. Agreed. Definitely agree 100%. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you got to join me. Um, you've been supportive of the show from the beginning. So I'm happy to have you as a guest and hopefully we'll have you back for some, some other amazing topics. Oh, you're going to like book me every week, whenever you need me, I'll be here. I'll come up with topics. You're going to get sick of me. I'll come up with an agenda, a whole monthly. I'll add people to your calendar to join as well. Um, so thank you so much for the opportunity. I really hope. Um, that people hear this and kind of triggers them to, you know, kind of put that mentorship at the forefront of their mind and hopefully at least gain one mentor. Yeah. Um, so that they can help them as much as we have been helped by our own mentors. Definitely. And I, I would really challenge our listeners with that. No matter what stage you're at in your career, there's always room for growth. And so if there is someone 
that you think is really experienced or really knowledgeable in some areas that you're not, take this week to figure out how you're going to reach out to them, you know, how you want to foster that relationship and, and hopefully grow it into a mentorship that you can learn from. And on the flip side, if there is someone coming up that you've been impressed by, someone that you see a lot of potential in, open the door for them to see that you are interested in their growth, in their future, and give them the space to maybe reach out to you and say, I really need a mentor or or, I need someone I can bounce ideas off and can you be that person for me? So that's my challenge to you all for this week. Um, As always... If you have a friend or colleague that you think would have enjoyed today's discussion, please let them know that the show will replay next week. And remember, you can always catch up on past episodes on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, SoundCloud and Google Podcasts. Um, and then if you enjoyed this Thoughts and Tea Hour, please share the links on your social media. Um, and if you didn't enjoy them, please share the links anyway, because somebody else might. And as always, please be sure to check out some of the other great shows in our Radio Africa 1804 lineup. This has been Thoughts and Tea. I'm your host, Lori Lee, and thank you for listening.